Hello, friends. It's time for Let's Talk About Jesus right here on our website. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable, and we are looking at a brand new year. And I wish I could say that all of the troubles and all of the trials of last year are over and done with. They are not. We are going to continue to face challenges this coming year, but we are not going to face them alone. And that is the subject of our Bible study. And I'm glad that you've taken time to get in the Word of God. You're not going to find what God wants you to know in the newspaper, if there's any newspapers left. You're not going to find it on CNN or Fox News. You're not going to find it on the liberal side, or you're not even going to find it on the on the uh, conservative side. The right or the left can't give you this. This is something that is so powerful, so personal, so practical that, that we can grab a hold of it and you don't have to be a Rhodes Scholar today. Praise God. God speaks clearly concisely and plainly to us in his word. Praise God. So we have a subject today, and I hope it intrigues you enough to stay tuned and to keep coming back to this Bible study, because the scripture says over and over to the seven churches of Asia in the book of Revelation, he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the church. I'm going to be a voice. I'm going to read the eternal uh, word of God, the inerrant eternal word to you today. But the Holy Spirit is the one that can make it real. Hallelujah. And you're the one that can apply it and give heed to it and obey it. Hallelujah. Praise God. We're going to talk about even there. Even there, the promise of the presence of God. If you're a Christian today, this is extremely important to you and I. If you're not a Christian today, you can become a Christian and you can receive all the benefits of his death and his resurrection you can receive everything that, listen, you don't have to earn anything. It's a gift of God to you. You couldn't earn it if you spent a lifetime trying. Listen, but you can receive the gift of salvation and the gift of forgiveness and the gift of righteousness today because you can receive the gift of Jesus Christ. Amen. So we're going to talk about even there, the promise of the presence of God. I'm going to make a statement about that before we read in your Bible, Psalm 139, verses 7 through 10. This statement I want to make before we read is this, the most precious and the most powerful promise of God to his people is this, the promise of of his presence with us. You you say, Pastor, isn't it the fact that Jesus is coming again? That's a powerful, wonderful, <laughs> beyond description of valuable promise, because he certainly is coming again. But until he comes, we have to live in a faulty body in a fallen world with a formidable foe called the devil. 
who is out for our destruction. Jesus said it this way. He said the thief comes, speaking of the devil, to steal, kill, and destroy. But I've come. Thank God he has come to give you life and to give it to you more abundantly. And once you come to receive Jesus as your Savior, He makes a personal commitment to you. God the Father promises you that you will never be without His presence, no matter what you face in life. So let's read this together. Psalm 139, 7-10. It said, Whether shall I go from thy spirit? Or whether shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend up to the heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, speaking of the grave, he said, Behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there <laughs> thy hand shall lead me and thy right hand shall hold me. I want to stop right here and say something about thy right hand shall hold thee. You know, if you keep reading the scripture, you're going to find out that God is right-handed. The hand, normally I'm left-handed and there's a lot of us lefties out there, but as a rule, the right hand is the hand of dexterity and strength. God knows where you are, and God knows how to help you, regardless of your circumstance. Thy right hand shall hold me. He promised ancient Israel in another portion of Scripture, I will uphold thee. Don't be afraid. Fear not is a reoccurring theme to his covenant people. Don't be afraid. I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. And I looked at that and I could see the Lord coming down when I am, I am wavering and when I am weak and when I am worn. And he just comes and, and, and puts his, his arm around me and lifts me up. And he and I walk together and I supported by him. But that's not what the word uphold means in the Hebrew. It means to completely lift up from the earth. That means he will carry me, not help me, not add his strength to my weakness, but to sustain me with his strength alone. Praise God. Amen. Listen, folks, we need his help today to face all the challenges. And I'm not just talking about the COVID and the chaos that it has created. I'm talking about all of the things that we will experience in life where we need to be held up or upheld by the right hand of God. Hallelujah. So no matter what you are facing today, I'm going to declare by the authority of God's word, God is there. No matter how distant God may seem, I'm going to declare again, God is there. No matter how deep the discouragement, nor how dark the night, God is there. He's not sitting aloof in his heaven, unconcerned and unapproachable. God is with us. If you are a Christian today, Jesus made a promise to never leave us, to never forsake us, 
And when he said never, he said it in the, in the Greek, it would connotate the, 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 the continuous sense. And, and he said it in the emphatic. In other words, I will never, no, never. One person using math to display the power of what he said, said it would be saying it to the fifth power. I will never, no, never, 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 never leave you nor forsake you. The Old Testament says of God and his love for his covenant people, his covenant of love to his covenant people. He, he simply says that, that God promised to be with us. And it's that promise of God to be with us no matter what, to never, 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 no, never leave us nor forsake us. God is a promise-keeping God. That's why just past this Christmas season, this is still an important scripture in Matthew chapter 1 and verse 23. Behold, a virgin shall be with child and bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel which being interpreted is God with us. Because Jesus was God united with man, he showed that God was dwelling with man. David looks up to the heavens. David looks down to the earth, to the grave. David looks east and speaks of the wings of the morning, and David looks west, and he sees from his vantage point when this psalm is written, the Mediterranean Sea, and he says, if I take the wings of the morning and fly to where the horizon meets the water, (laughs) he said, even there, thy hand shall hold and uphold me. So no matter where David could imagine being, he could not imagine being there without the presence of God. See, David had great consolation in knowing that no matter where life's road took him, God was there. He was never beyond God's reach. Therefore, he was never beyond God's grasp. Hallelujah. Even there, thy hand shall lead me and thy right hand hand shall hold me. You know, every Christian, there used to be a sports show, I'm going to say this first, on television, and, and it showed the wins and the, and the victory celebrations of the wins, and it showed the losses and the, and the sadness of the losses. And, and it, it showed both victories and the defeats. It showed the the great celebrations of victory and the sad, sad depression of defeat. But I'm going to tell you something about defeat. Even there, (laughs) hallelujah, God can help you and God can lift you up and he will do it. God is there, therefore in your defeat. Now, if you've never been defeated in anything that you've attempted to do or any service you've attempted to render to God, if you've never known the ecstasy of victory and the agony of defeat, you haven't lived very long because you will have both victories and defeats in life. But getting knocked down isn't the same as getting knocked out. If you get up, (laughs) and God is there to help you up. I want to say that again. If you get up, and God is there to help you up. 
The fight is not over. The fight is still on. You may have failed in faith or in life. God is there. And because He is there, keeping His commitment to you, you can take courage, learn from your mistakes and defeats, and rise up better instead of bitter, dependent instead of defeated, stronger instead of weaker. For when I'm weak, Paul said, and look to Christ, then am I made strong. A wise man instead of a wise guy. And of course, that applies to you ladies as well. Matthew fourteen thirty and 31 says, But when he saw the wind speaking of Peter, you know, Peter was impetuous. It wasn't just the power of his faith. It was, he was impetuous. He, he, he didn't think things through. He just reacted. He was that kind of guy. And when Jesus said, come to me as he was walking the water in the, in the stormy sea, Peter jumped out of the boat. And as critical as we may be of his faith, he's the only one that got out of the boat. Amen. And he discovered something about the way faith works and about the faithfulness of God. Amen. Listen, I'm going to read this from Matthew 14, 30 and 31. But when he saw Peter, the wind boisterous, and he was afraid and beginning to sink, He cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately, I want to underscore immediately. You know, I I hear this a lot. I hear it implied in some of the hyper-faith teaching that doesn't really cause us to rely more on God's faithfulness to be with us and to help us as it does to rely on building our faith to where we have faith in our faith instead of faith in our God. There's a fine line right here. And I'm going to tell you something. I I want you to see something with me here. Stay with me just a little bit in this scenario. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid and beginning to sink, he cried saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand. And I told you, didn't God's word tell you just now, even there, when you have that sinking feeling and you cry out to God for help, even there, when you are not strong in faith, when you are wavering, when fear has gripped you instead of faith, I want to tell you, you can still use the faith you have to call upon the Lord. Hallelujah. And how does he respond? I want to back up a minute. Have you ever heard the term, if you can't take the heat, stay out of the kitchen? Have you ever heard the term, if you can't run with the big dogs, stay on the porch? Have you ever seen someone preaching or teaching faith from that standpoint of mountaintop victory, speaking in a condescending way down to everybody else that is struggling somewhere, uh, telling you you should be like them, as if underneath that coat and that tie there is a Superman outfit. Honey, I'm going to tell you that's not how faith works. I, I, I don't believe Jesus wanted Peter to walk on the water 
all by himself by faith alone as if faith is a force that would keep him up <laughs> yeah, I, I believe Jesus knew that he was going to sink because when he saw this storm intensifying I'm going to tell you you start acting on the word the storm don't always just lay down it gets worse sometimes but that's to that that can be an incentive to lean more on the Lord, Amen. And I, I, I listen. I, I don't want to run with the big dogs if that's what the big dogs are. I want to be a follower of Jesus and walk in victory because He is holding my hand, even there, wherever I find myself and whatever I find myself facing, even if I'm knocked down by it, even there, he said, I will hold you. I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. Let me tell you a true story here about how God works through defeat to bring us into victory and even give us something better than what we thought was the best for us. Marvis Frazier, the son of former heavyweight boxer Joe Frazier, learned some valuable lessons from his father, and this is quoted from him. Joe told him, Son, in this boxing ring, you can get your brain shook, your money took, and your name in the undertaker's book. Marvis writes that he never knew what his father was saying until he faced some of life's realities on his own. Being the son of a heavyweight champion and a top contender myself, he says, and I quote, I was exposed to many of Satan's workers. You named them, I met them. Drug dealers, drug addicts, pimps, hookers, gamblers, even murderers. I met those people through the boxing game. The boxing game is rough business, both in and out of the ring. He said, I remember back in the 80s, right before the Olympic trials in Atlanta, Georgia, I allowed the enemy to fill my head with foolish pride. I thought I was Superman. I was so high on Marvis and how great a boxer he was, I forgot who the real champion is, Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Listen, I want to stop right there and go back to Peter sinking. And immediately, Jesus taking his hand and lifting him up. And together, totally supported by Jesus and his trust in his faithfulness, they walked the water back to the boat. And friend of mine, this idea that it was just his faith that failed. I believe Jesus wanted that failure to occur so that he could get the true understanding of how faith operates. Faith in your faith will fail you if your faith wavers. I'm going to say that again. Faith in your faith will fail you if your faith wavers. But faith in God's faithfulness will never fail you because He will never waver to keep His commitment 
to never leave you and never forsake you. Amen. I don't want to run with the big dogs if that's how the big dogs run. Hallelujah. I want to, I, <laughs> there's a song my mother-in-law loved and, 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 and it says, I, I thought I was a mighty big man is part of the lyric, but I can't even walk without you holding my hand. I can't even walk without you holding my hand. Paul used his faith to believe God to remove an obstacle in his life that was in the way of his ministry, that was troubling him. He prayed in faith three times, and three times heaven did not respond to his prayer. I didn't say heaven did not hear, that God did not hear. I said God did not respond. And while he waited, questioning surely in his heart like anyone would, God spoke to him, and he said, my grace is sufficient for you. In other words, I don't have to remove every obstacle in your life in order for you to accomplish the mission that I've given you. I don't have to do that. All I have to do is give you enough grace to face whatever you're facing. Amen. (laughs) For for my my, my strength is perfected. One translation paraphrase said, my strength is most clearly seen in weak people. If you get around someone that God is using mightily, you're going to see flaws in their character. You're going to see areas that they are strong in. You're going to see areas they're weak in. Because God uses people with all those characteristics of all human beings. Amen. He doesn't just get supermen and superwomen to do his bidding. That's what's so wonderful. He he wants his strength to be more clearly seen because it is it is God's spirit. It is God with us. It is God's anointing. It is God that worketh. Hallelujah. Both to will and to do of his purpose in us. Praise God. Amen. I love this immediacy of the presence of God, even there in his defeat in terms of what he was believing for. I'm going to walk the water. I'm going to walk the water just like him and jumped out of the boat and, and his faith began to waver and he began to entertain fear and he began to sink and he cried out, Lord, save me. When I'm weak, then am I made strong. And did he ever be made strong? Because immediately, just like the promise here in the Psalms, I will, even there, in your defeat, I will hold you up. I will uphold you. Listen, Marvis Frazier said, I was so high on Marvis, how great a boxer he was. I forgot who the real champion is, Jesus Christ. Marvis lost the match. He so firmly believed he could win. And the loss sent him back to church, Bible studies, and prayer. He writes, and I quote, the Lord definitely humbled me. I fought for the heavyweight championship of the world. I didn't win that honor. God, as he did with Moses, allowed me to see the promised land, but he didn't allow me to cross over. You see, Marvis lost the fight in the ring 
But through that loss, he won the greatest battle of all, and that is victory in life through Jesus Christ. God was there to pick him up and to give him something even better. Even there, thy hand shall lead me, and thy right hand shall hold me. There are numerous champions in boxing who lost in life. Marvis lost in boxing, but won in life. God picked him up, and God established him. Hallelujah. Listen, wherever you are today, I'm telling you again by the authority of God's Word, God is there. And in an emotional state where you are, you are, are racked with, with discouragement and fears and doubts and, 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 and sensing your weakness and feeling overwhelmed, praying as if, and feeling as if God is not listening. I want you to know, here's the promise of Jesus. Here's the promise of Jesus. He said, I will leave the ninety and nine. And I will go out and look for the missing sheep. I'm the good shepherd. I'll leave the, not leave in terms of forsaking, but the ninety and nine that are safe in the enclosure. Amen. He said, I'll, I'll go out and look for the one that is missing. And I will look until I find it. In other words, I will not say that sheep wandered off, that sheep got in trouble, that sheep brought it on himself. Let, let, you know, if you can't run with the big dog, stay on the porch. Amen. If you can't take the heat, get out of the kitchen. You just, you just, just let the wolf and the bear and the lion overtake you. Amen. You know what they would call many times would happen? A sheep would wander away. And the sheep would fall down if it hadn't been shorn yet. It would stumble and fall. And, and like a turtle on its back, it couldn't get up. And they would therefore call it a cast sheep. It was cast down and it couldn't ride itself. And the weight of the wool and the weight of the sheep itself on its back would begin to slowly suffocate, even if the lion didn't get there first, or the bear, or the wolf, the sheep would slowly suffocate. And they call it a cast sheep. He said, I am not going to stop looking until I find it, even there, even there, even there. Hallelujah. Thy hand shall do what? Hold me up, uphold me. And when he finds that sheep, he would upright it. He would lift it up and set it on its feet. And if it was too weak to walk, see, every time I see Jesus carrying a sheep across his shoulders, it's a little lamb. But it wasn't just lambs that got carried on his shoulders, dear friend. Oh, thank God for it. <laughs> Hallelujah. That cast sheep that couldn't walk to get back to the enclosure and the safety of the sheepfold. The good shepherd would pick it up, put it on. His, oh, <laughs> I'm going to tell you, when Jesus picked 
Peter up out of that sinking, sinking, drowning death, picked him up and held him up all the way back to the boat. He let him know that that dependence on him was the way that true faith was supposed to work. Hallelujah. And I'm going to tell you, it feels so good. If I ever could, could draw a picture and paint a picture of the full-grown cast sheep on Jesus' shoulders, I would point at that and say, that's me. I have been a cast sheep. I have been cast down. And you know what the Scripture says for us to do if we see each other in that state? Lift up the hands that hang down and strengthen the feeble knee lest he be turned out of the way. Listen, God wants everyone that has experienced a defeat somewhere in your walk with God to know that he has not and he will not forsake you. Don't let the enemy of your soul declare unto you that because your faith wavered, because you were not able to sustain perfect faith and entertain fear and, and it caused problems. Listen, God is there because He loves you and He has made a commitment to you. That's how covenants work today. Hallelujah. So God is there in your defeat. So God is also there in your discouragement. And I pray today in the name of Jesus Christ, whose I am and whom I serve, that you, even after being knocked down, that you will realize even there, God is there to pick you up. God is there. And if He has to carry you until you're strong enough to stand on your own feet again, He will. And when you stand on your own feet, you won't trust your own strength to keep you upright. You will trust in the one that came for you when you couldn't help yourself. And his name is Jesus. Hallelujah. And he represented a father and showed you the father's love. He said, when you've seen me, you've seen the father. And I want you to see him. Not just carrying the helpless little lamb, but I want you to see him carrying the full-grown sheep. Hallelujah. Back to the safety of the fold. And if you're the one that is a cast sheep today, I want you to know he's right there with you this very moment because he loves you. And the Bible said of His love, it's not like human love that has limits. His love has no limits. And that's why grace is offered. Mercy and forgiveness. If you're a prodigal, brought it on yourself, lost everything, and you wonder, would God ever, ever, could God ever, ever, pick you up forgive you reestablish a relationship with you yes he can and yes he will 
And today, if you don't know Jesus, the Bible says of you, you're without hope and without God in this present world. It's the worst place you could possibly be. Because if you start sinking in the storm of life, who's going to lift you up? Who's going to pull you out? Who's going to walk with you in love and never leave you and never forsake you? Don't run from Jesus today. Don't look to drugs. Don't look to drink. Don't despair. Run to Jesus. Confess your sin. and Let Him get a hold of your life. Because He will never let go. In Jesus' name.